When I'm asked about certain things, just like we all are, there are some subjects, um, especially some of the things that I talked about in the most recent videos, like probably all of us do, I reveal what I'm comfortable with, but the rest, I just simply tell those who ask, there are some things that will always have to remain just between me, God, the devil, and those who are there. Quote, because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the hearts of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. End quote. This, of course, taken from the Bible, Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 11, and that was from the New King James Version. What it says to me personally is because one doesn't get caught immediately or is stopped, stopped by someone or stopped by themselves, and they have gotten away with whatever they had been doing, they feel more empowered or confident about doing it again and again and again, or worse, begin to practice even more heinous deeds or do more evil while continuing to ignore the consequences. Hello everyone, thank you very much for being here. My name is Bishop Frisch and I want to welcome you to My Life Through Music where I talk about the significant moments of my life along with the songs and music that were either there at the time or describe thoughts, feelings, or emotions I was experiencing at those particular places and at those particular times. And the song that represents these memories is Carpe Diem Baby by Metallica released in 1997. In the beginning of this song, you have this guitar panning back and forth from one ear to the next ear, over and over. And I love this because for me, what it does is it represents a time in my life where I really was going back and forth from one experience to another experience, from, from one party to another party, from one emotion to another emotion. And you, then you get this heavy, to me, almost like a falling spirit or a pulling feel with the guitar backed by a tempo that is typically slower than what we're used to from Metallica. And don't get me wrong, they have several songs that, are, that have slower tempos, um, but the majority of their songs, we all know that um, they generally have a faster tempo. We all know that. But it's a little bit slower. It's a little bit more methodic. And then how about that bend in the guitar. I absolutely love the bend in this guitar. And the reason I do is because in my mind, it pushes and stretches the meaning of the lyrics to their extreme. Because that's what the lyrics are about, right? Pushing limits, pushing the envelope, taking life to the extreme, bending life to our will. 
bending life to the point where it's just about ready to break. And that's what the bend in the guitar does for me. It epitomizes the spirit of the song to where I'm squeezing every ounce of meaning from each of these gritty lyrics. Sung, of course, by the great James Hetfield with his driving, powerful, and at times terrifying voice bringing me to the point where I can feel the dirt on my face. I can actually see the tree shake. I can hear the sky split and I can feel the sea part. But notice when he holds back ever so slightly when he sings, quote, then make me miss you, end quote. I love that. For me, that provides just a gradation of contrast which gives the song even greater depth. And I wonder... What is he missing? Then make me miss you. I know what I was missing. I was missing Attendance Girl because every action, everything that I did during this time was pushing me further and further away from her. Now, Carpe Diem, most of us are familiar with the term. It's Latin for pluck the day or more commonly interpreted as seize the day. And we've all probably heard it in a song, or read it in a book, or other writings, um, I'll never forget the late, great actor Robin Williams eerily whispering in the ears of his students those words as he warned them to live and enjoy life while you can, advising them that not only is this life temporal, but their time here is fleeting, and it goes by so fast. That movie, um, along with many others, you know, Dead Poet Society and, and many others, that was required watching for my kids growing up, along with many others. But Carpe Diem, Seize the Day, Live for Today, uh, YOLO, um, I think that's what the, young, the younger generation is saying. Um, are they still saying that? Or they moved on. Is it something different? Anyways, however you define it, what's more important is that regardless of how you define it, the way we live is comprised of many, many actions. And those actions are the causes to the effects that we are experiencing right now or will experience later. So... For this particular time in my life, I was not performing right action. I was not doing the things which produce positive, productive, healthy results or outcomes. And what I began to see and realize in my life that I was starting to experience the payments for those actions which is a very quick, general, and loose explanation of the deep, vast, and sometimes complicated law of karma. And these payments were starting to pile up, especially in the physical realm, as I did more drugs, more alcohol, went to more parties, made more bad decisions, which led to more destructive behavior, uh, 
more unhealthy actions. Uh, let's see. Uh, we ended up having to take Chuck in California to the emergency room. Uh, later on, we ended up having to take uh, California Kid to the emergency room. Just really out of control. Uh, had to go to court for some stupid stuff. There were two things that really affected me and really ma made me want to get off this ride. The first thing came when several teachers on several occasions actually pulled me aside and had private conversations with me. And the things that they were saying, the things that they were telling me, the way that they were describing me made me feel loathsome, disappointed, because I had been with these teachers for four, five, some of them six years, and we were a tight community. And deep down, no matter how cool I thought I was, I honestly deep down respected each and every one of them, not only for who they were, but I noticed and I could see the love and the dedication they had for their jobs and more importantly for us. The second came one morning, one rare Saturday that I happened to be home. It had to be a Saturday because I remember I was working at the house. If my brother and I were home on a Saturday, my dad always had us do work. We were always working. And that's why I know it was a Saturday. Uh, I mean, my dad wasn't completely heartless. I mean, he went easy on us on Sundays. But on Saturdays, there was work to do. There was work to be done. And I was outside in my typical work clothes. You know, I had jeans, work boots, T-shirt. I may have even had my hat on. And it was one of those beautiful Arizona mornings. Nothing but deep blue sky in every direction. Not a cloud. For some reason that morning, I, I was feeling more appreciative than I had uh, been in a long time. Uh, because at that point uh, in my life, I had seen very few mornings. The majority of them I slept through. And if I did see a morning, it was after an all-nighter and the sun was just coming up through dense mental haze. And I or someone I had been partying with, with would say, oh, that, is that the sun coming up already? Oh, you know the feeling. I'm sure you've been there. But on this particular Saturday, I was home. And to be honest, I was feeling pretty good. Despite, you know, tying yet another one on the night before with California Kid. I was outside working. And my mom found me. She came outside and she found me and she said that attendance girl was on the phone and I thought to myself initially cool. And I walked past her and I said, thanks mom. And as I started towards the house, she grabbed me by my arm and almost spun me around forcefully like a mother would when disciplining a, a small child. And I turned, you know, without resistance, you know, and in a low, concerned voice that only a mother could have, she said to me, 
She doesn't sound very happy. Did you do something? And I just shrugged innocently and gave her one of those oblivious, I don't know. What could she be upset about? I mean, the day was too perfect. It was too beautiful for anyone to get upset about anything. I walked into the kitchen and I picked up the phone from the counter, the same counter that my dad and my mom and I had sat um, about two and a half years ago when they were trying to convince me to take typing class and ironically the same typing class that I had met attendance girl in so much time had passed since then so many things we had experienced together countless dates a couple of proms together countless parties deep conversations so much what could possibly be wrong I held the phone up to my ear looking across the kitchen at the long row of honey brown cabinets and I could still smell the remnants of breakfast and I said hello and she says is it true Confused and trying to buy some time, I I answered back, what do you mean? Is what true? I just got off the phone with Susie and she told me, the second I heard the name Susie, I knew I was done. My heart sank as she began to list off all the crap and all the shit that I was doing. And I actually heard the first couple of things as she began to list them one by one. But then I became unaware that someone was even talking to me as her voice faded into a blur of imperceptible, passionate fury. Because the only thing I could think of was Susie. That's not a real name. She had talked to Susie. And Susie was somebody that I had partied with quite a bit. She knew all my secrets, and she, to use the phrase, knew where all the bodies were buried. And once she was silent, I was brought back to the moment. And she said, well, aren't you going to say something? And sometimes when all you hear is silence, that's when it speaks the loudest. And then with a disgusted, fed up tone in her voice that I had heard before, she said, just come over. We need to talk about this. And then she hung up the phone. The ride had finally come to an abrupt stop. And deep down, I was honestly glad. But also deep down, I was scared to death. 
I was scared of losing that one source of stability that I had in my life. And that was her. And I had been able to talk myself out of virtually anything up to that point. But I knew there was no way I was talking my way out of this. Today, 30 years later, I practice a much, much more healthy form of carpe diem. I do still seize the day with that spirit, but I do it differently. From the moment I wake up until the time my head hits the pillow, I am constantly doing everything I can to enjoy every waking moment, whether I'm here at the house, whether I'm with family, whether I'm with friends, whether I'm out running, exercising, jumping in the pool in the backyard, whatever I'm doing. Yes, and even at work, I'm doing whatever I can to honestly squeeze every drop out of every experience. But, as I said before, the the experiences now are much different than before. I dive into life. In fact, I get so into life today, I actually need to set an alarm to remind me that it's time to go to sleep. I'm serious, man. I wake up with so much that I want to do, so much that I want to accomplish, so much that I want to experience. I just go until the alarm goes off. I sleep and I wake up until the next alarm goes off. And I repeat. I, as this song says, squeeze and suck the day as if I truly won't see tomorrow. But at that time of my life, I wasn't practicing healthy carpe diem. And that's why Carpe Diem Baby is right here in my My Life Through Music playlist. To be a constant reminder that there are healthy ways, as well as unhealthy ways, to practice Carpe Diem. There are constructive ways, and there are destructive ways. We all have a choice in how we do it. In my personal experience and my personal belief, just speaking for me only, karma is not a word to be flippantly thrown around to sound philosophical or sound spiritual. To me, it's a law and it must pay us what we're due. Whatever it is, based upon our action. Whatever a man sows, so shall he reap. And up till now, I had sown quite a bit. As always, I thank you very much for watching. I'm going to put this song in the uh, description um, along with a couple others. And. Uh, in the next video, I plan on talking about some of the things that I had to reap because of what I had sown when I talk a little bit more about my life through music. represents these memories 
It's Carpe Diem Baby by Metallica, released in 1977. 1977, really? How did I do that? I saw the seven. I saw the seven. 1977. I was six years old. <laughs> 77 instead of 97. Made a mistake. 